Welcome back inside of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway, and each week we bring you new guests ranging from clients who have been in the business for several years or to some new startups. But this week, I'm excited to say that we have a brand new guest in Mark Terry, who is a board-certified patent attorney. He's helped us tremendously at Sparkling Bins, not only trademarking, but also with patents. And we're thrilled to have him on today to share some of his knowledge and maybe help some people out there get a better understanding of how important it is to protect your brand. Mark, first and foremost, thank you so much for making some time for us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Victoria. Of course, Mark, before we get into how clients can utilize your services and just branding and patenting overall, can you maybe tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a patent attorney? Yeah, sure. So, uh, well, I, I was born and raised in Miami um, and and I'm still and I still live here in Miami. So I bring that up because there aren't many of us, you know, every everyone we meet here in Miami is always from someplace else. So. It's always cool to meet someone else who's uh, who's from here, and uh, so I I got my degree. You know, I went to college. I got my degree in uh, physics and mathematics. So I was always a science guy. It's something that always interests me. Um, and that you know that still interests me to uh, to this day. And uh, so when I graduated from college, and I went to law school. Um, it's they naturally put put people who are coming from the sciences they naturally put them into the intellectual property track uh at my law school which was the uh Antonin Scalia Law School in Virginia and uh so intellectual property is an umbrella that includes patents but also includes trademarks copyrights and agreements and uh so when i graduated I started my patent practice. Uh, I started off by going to uh, the patent office. I was initially an examiner, so I was examining applications at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and I did that for a couple of years before I went into private practice, and now I represent individuals and companies who are looking to protect their ideas and creations uh, using patents, trademarks, and copyrights. Awesome, Mark. Let's start off with trademarking first, because I think that might be something that a lot of clients would have questions about. I know we get them all the time. Can you explain the process of applying for a trademark and how that can protect your brand? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, usually we start with the trademark itself, you know, coming up with a trademark. And uh, I always uh, try to point out a couple of the uh, good touchstones of a trademark, like for example, something that's short, something that is easy to remember, and something that is suggestive of your services. So sparkling bins would be an, an example of a great trademark because when you see those words, sparkling bins, you don't necessarily know exactly what the company is all about and what the company does, but it kind of suggests it, right? Because sparkling... Um, usually indicates something that's clean and then bins of course uh immediately um evokes thoughts of some sort of a garbage or a recycling bin so you're thinking clean bins um but it doesn't come out and say it, it you know the trademark is not uh you know we clean your um recycling or trash bins right so it's a it, it's a great mark in that respect uh so i usually have clients brainstorm 
to come up with some ideas for some trademarks. And then the next step would be to do a search, right? We do a search for them to make sure it's available, right? You probably don't want to spend a lot of time and money uh, using and chasing a trademark that is actually owned by someone else. So uh, we start with a search to make sure that it's available in the first place. And then uh, once we pass that hurdle and the coast is clear, then at that point we apply for a federal trademark registration with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. And that kicks off a process that takes about a year on average from the time that you apply to the time that you have a trademark registration in hand. And that trademark registration acts as uh, proof that you own that trademark. So the analogy I always use is that uh, it's, it's like a deed to a house, right? If someone were to challenge my ownership of my home, I would just pull out my deed and say, hey, here's proof that I own this home. Um, that's what a trademark registration is for your trademark. It's uh, a federal government document stating that you own this trademark, uh, which you can then use to stop others who might be using your trademark you know even if even if the trademark isn't similar uh pardon me identical but someone is using a mark that is similar to yours it is much easier to get them to stop if you have a, a registration awesome mark i think that was a great detailed description one of the questions that we always have internally is that likeness clause for example sparkling bins how would it be if somebody opened up sparkle bins or sparkly bins? Is there a protection for the likeness of a name? I know it's subjective to each case, but for example, that as an analogy to compare it to. Yeah, in that in that case right there, um, the only difference between your mark sparkling bins and this other mark is just conjugating that verb. Um, that That's not enough of a difference to... Uh, avoid someone else's trademark. Usually, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but um, one way one, one way of explaining it that I use quite a bit is if uh, you add a word to someone else's trademark, uh, that's not enough to avoid that trademark. Removing a word, however, is uh, often enough. So, if we use Coca-Cola, for example you know, famous trademark, if I just added a word to it, like the word green, and I, I said, my, my trademark is now Coca-Cola green, that's no good. Because in my trademark is still embedded within it is still the words Coca-Cola. On the other hand, if I got rid of the word Coca, and I substituted it with, say, I don't know, the word RC, now I've got a new trademark, RC Cola. Now, now we're talking. So that that may be enough to avoid uh, someone else's trademark. So there there's one good rule of thumb for you. Awesome. On average, I know it can vary. What's the average cost to applying for a trademark and getting one? So uh, a few hundred dollars, you know, between three and four hundred dollars for a search, and then once uh, that you know comes out clear and we get the okay to move ahead, then applying with the trademark office is usually in the range of about twelve hundred dollars. Perfect. How often do you have to renew a trademark so that your brand's still protected? Is it something that's renewed? Yes, trademarks they can last forever as long as they're renewed. I, I think it's going on about 120 or 130 years. Um, so you've got to renew them every initially. The 
after the five-year mark and at the 10-year mark, and then every 10 years after that. In your experience, why is it so important to trademark your brand in some of the cases maybe or clients that you've represented? How has that helped them? And just overall, as a company, how important is it to protect your brand? Today, uh, especially um, since the rise of the internet, um, where so much advertising happens online, um, it's becoming increasingly important to have a brand, some unique monic- moniker, uh, name, graphic, or logo that identifies you and distinguishes you from uh, the other competitors in your space. And having a trademark registration is going to help you protect that so that uh, when and if some other party comes around and tries to jump on the bandwagon and tries to trade on your goodwill and uh, other people's knowledge of your trademark, you can stop them. Um, Typically, these types of disputes are heard in federal court, though they can be heard in state court as well. So, um, um, you know, people, uh, the consuming public needs to have some way of distinguishing you from the other competitors. And and a trademark is the way to do that. Now, for company names, I know you can trademark those how about logos? Is it a similar process to trademarking names? Is it more difficult because it's creative work that might be subjective to some people? What's your experience like with trademark trademarking logos? Yeah, so when I say trademark, that that's an umbrella that includes various different things. So, in, uh, so uh, a word or words, which we refer to as a word mark, that is considered a trademark. So the word sparkling bins, for example. And then we've got what we call logos, and logos are usually um, words, but can also include colors and graphics. So the sparkling bins uh, logo on your shirt, for example, that includes the bins and the bubbles and the colors and the fonts and the trim, all of that together we consider a logo. And then lastly, we've got some uh, slogans, which is usually some sort of a phrase. So for example... Uh, Nike's slogan is just do it. Mitsubishi's slogan is the word is getting around. That's considered a trademark as well. And you can register all of those with the trademark office. And it's all the same process at the U.S. trademark office. Awesome. Once again, here inside of Trash Chatter, Victoria Conway, alongside Mark Terry, who is a board certified patent attorney, breaking down trademarks as well as patents. Before we get into how you've helped us with some of the patents on our trucks, what was your reaction when you got a call from somebody who wanted to find out about trademarking trash bin cleaning? I believe you were referred to us by a family friend, but what was your initial reaction, Mark? <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't even know about this industry. And um, it's one of the um, the great joys of my business is I, I love to learn about new businesses and new ways of making money and, and new products that people are selling. And I had no, no idea that this was even um, an industry. And then as I, I learned more about it, I found out that um, uh, John, uh, John Conway was actually like one of the uh, pioneers, if, if not you know, possibly the, the first pioneer in this industry, which is actually making it into an industry and, you know, conveying to the public, Hey, you know, you can actually, you don't have to put up with these, uh, these dirty bins and these dirty cans. You can actually get, have them cleaned on a regular basis 
and um, come to find out, you know, the consumers, they actually really want it. And it became even more salient during COVID, the uh, quarantine. So uh, it was it was news to me when um, I first met John. But it was uh, it's been a really cool experience just seeing um, the the industry grow and so quickly too. I mean, just within a few years, it just it just boomed. It's been a really fun experience. Well, definitely appreciate all of your assistance, Mark, when it comes to trademarking. I know we have a lot of internal debates in our office. Is that similar? Is that copying? And then we're like, let's just get Mark on the phone. He'll break it down to us. So we definitely appreciate that. And we know you can also help other clients out there that are getting started and establishing their brands. Now I want to shift over to the patents. I know it's an intricate process. There's rejections. There's revisions needed to be made. Can you maybe explain to our listeners what it's like to apply for a patent and what that process looks like? Yeah, sure. It's very similar to the trademark process in the sense that we often start with a search. So we start with the uh, the invention. So, uh, for example, if you've got a physical device and um, you believe it's new and novel, no one else uh, makes this device, no one else has ever conceived of this device, we start with a search to make sure that no one else has already patented that concept or something similar. And then assuming that we get past that search and the coast is clear, then the next step would be to prepare a patent application and file it with the patent office in Washington, D.C. And then that patent application goes through a process where it gets examined by a patent examiner. He will do a search to make sure that there aren't any already existing patents for that concept. And uh, if he believes that what you have there is new and novel, then they will issue you a U.S. patent. And if the patent examiner finds something uh, that he thinks anticipates your invention, then you'll get a, a rejection. Of course, the rejection is not the end of the process. You can always respond with your legal arguments, explaining why you believe your invention is uh, new and novel. And, and you're even allowed to make changes to your legal claims um, to get past that rejection, uh, with the final goal being getting a U.S. patent. I, I'm a patent ex- a former patent examiner myself, so I used to do that part of the job. How long are patents good for? So a utility patent is good for 20 years from the date of filing, and a design patent is good for 15 years from the date of filing. Awesome. I know on our trucks, it was a process just getting them reviewed, maybe making some changes. And what's neat about patents, I think, is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's a couple different ways to maybe get to one end result. Um, and with your help, we've been able to file, especially on our PTO trucks, there's about, I think, five now of five different methods as to how you can get to that end goal. Um, is that something I'm correct about there? Yes, correct. Yeah, we had a really interesting time getting those patents for sparkling bins. Um, uh, for everyone's benefit, um, sparkling bins uh, patents have to do with their, uh, their trucks and how the trucks work. Um, there are various aspects of the patents, right? You've got the, the arms that lift the bins into the hopper. You've got the entire pressure washing system and what powers those pressure washing systems. Um, you've got the different ways of conveying the, uh, the energy from the motor to the pressure washing system. And we've been able to get uh, a whole portfolio of patents for sparkling bins, um, which really goes to the idea of 
hey, you know, how many, you know, from how many different directions can we patent this concept, which is just good practice in general. If you have an invention, which is, hey, let's not just patent the way that we actually do it. Let's patent some other ways of doing it as well. With the idea being that you can own this entire space so you could exclude your competitors from entering into that space. I know the patents have helped us tremendously, especially with our PTO truck. There's couple different ways to do it, basically just for our listeners slash watchers. That system is all powered through the truck. So it's the only type of design in the industry that doesn't require having a Honda engine or a Vanguard on top of it. So it just simplifies the machine. You're running both heads at the same time, at the same pressure, at the same gallons per minute. So it's more efficient. And I know our clients that have both love that one. So I think that's helped differentiate us in the space that we're in, as well as with our commercial truck, It allows us to have three spinning heads operating at the same time, and we have patents on that as well, so no other manufacturer can make a truck that has three heads operating at the same time on a commercial system. And it's been largely in part thanks to Mark for explaining it to us, and we always have discussions, and those patents are definitely proudly hanging on our wall. So thank you for all of that, Mark. And before we let you go, I just wanted to you know give you a shout-out to where people can reach out to you. Um, You can email Mark. M-A-R-K at TerryFirm, T-E-R-R-Y-F-I-R-M.com. We'll also make sure to put his email in our link. So in case you want to reach out to him, um, Mark, what's the best way? Just send you a simple email introducing yourself or how would you like clients to be able to go about it? Absolutely. Yeah, you can email me. You can call me. You can text me. Um, I got all my info on my website. Um, Yeah, happy to help anyone that wants to do the same thing you know, obtaining trademark registrations for their business, obtaining uh, patents for their devices or processes. I'd be happy to help. Well, once again, thanks so much to Mark Terry. He's a board certified patent attorney. He's helped us trademark our company, our brands, assisted us with patents. He's tremendous to work with. We thank you for all your contributions to our company, as well as the industry, because I know you've spoken to some clients of ours in the past. Thank you for making some time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Victoria. Look forward to continuing uh, working with you.